Hail Murray. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizzapia and Scott Bogman. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the Pre-Snap right here on the LineStar App. It is me. And it's a new best friend for today. Scott Bogman is out, so we'll introduce you to him in a moment. Scott's dealing with some family stuff. He'll be back, don't worry, for Thursday and Friday. Don't, uh, everyone calm down. Don't lose your minds. Don't worry, the team isn't breaking up. Everybody needs a day once in a while, except me. I'm here every single day because I'm just needed. I'm that important, or at least that's what I like to tell myself. But that's okay, because we're always coming to you courtesy of the Line Star app, and they tell me I'm important, and I just believe them. And hopefully it's true. It's the best DFS tool site out there. Please go out there right now. If you haven't already, what are you been waiting for, man? It's week 11 already. Come on. Get out there. Get the LineStar app. Upgrade to that premium product. The optimizer, the tools, the information out there. It's just so easy. It's how we prepare for the shows. It's how I prepare for my lineups. It's how I prepare for my, my TV shows that I do. And making sure these great stats that are available at my fingertips, courtesy of the LineStar app. And speaking of the app, we have a new friend joining us. His name is Tyler Weeman. And, and, and Tyler, uh, you are new to the company. You are now running the social side of things. You're kind of uh, keeping everybody in line. And uh, we thought it would be fun to have you kind of come on the show today and, and talk a little bit about your first couple of weeks here with Linestar and the company. And uh, we'll talk some football with you as well. But first of all, welcome to the team, Tyler. Thank you, Joe. I'm uh, happy to be here. And, and you are right. You are important. <laughs> We're happy to have you. Thank goodness. Somebody, somebody <laughs> says I'm important. Thank you, Tyler. My my ego, my ego is appreciative of you. <laughs> Absolutely. But Scott's important too. So we'll be uh looking forward to him coming back and you know, hopefully he figures out all of his stuff and all is good. Yeah. Well, look, it bogs uh, things are going in the right direction. That's all people need to know, and that's a good thing. It's positive. And speaking of right directions, let's take a quick look at last week because I have a wager, and I told you before we started this today, I got a wager. I got it in on Friday. I was debating all week. It was 25 to 1 fan duel odds on Kyler Murray for MVP. I said it on the program. I'm a man of my word. I said, I'm going to go in. I'm going to do this. I'm going to lock this in for better or worse and take a shot on it because he plays Josh Allen and he plays Russell Wilson. So I'm going to know in two weeks if this bet is just money I lit on fire or if this could be something. And after this first week, Feels like it could be something. He jumped all the way to eight to one. And then there goes Josh Allen from about four to one to about, I don't know where he's like 23 right now. So what a crazy game here. We got to start with this one. The Cardinals and Bills, the first half of this game for me, Tyler felt like, you know, two opponents kind of just sparring out like in a boxing match, great two heavyweights. And then it just opened up. There were turnovers. There were great catches. Cole Beasley had a great catch. Stefan Diggs had a great catch. And then there's Kyler Murray who, you know, the Bills did a great job for about two and a half quarters of bringing different kinds of pressure on him, and they were able to kind of come at him in waves. And then what you saw was eventually they kind of ran out of gas, and Kyler Murray didn't, and Kyler Murray made some plays. And that last play and that last throw, as, as great as the throw is, is, as great as the run is, is as great as the catch is, man. And that catch was insane. And uh, one of the things I, I was cracking up at was that Stefan Diggs touched down the announcer 
said that he's the best receiver in the NFL. I know. Then- I, my kids even said, is he dead? Then I said, no, he's very good, but he's not in that conversation for best. Now, look, he might have the most receptions and targets and all that, but best is a very careful word. Yes. And then a couple minutes later, Hopkins just like, hey, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's funny, too, watching that game with my my daughters and uh, they came down to watch the very end of it with me. And at 30 seconds when he caught that ball, they said, "Okay, is it over now? And I said, no, no, Kyler Murray's got the ball. Anything can happen. And sure enough, and they could not believe what they were seeing. And I couldn't believe what we were seeing, but it was great fun. I'm sorry it was at the expense of the Bills fans everywhere, but, you know, these things happen. Um, going through the rest of the things, too, obviously the other big news to come out of this week is the Drew Brees injury. Now, they won the game, but I'm worried about them winning the battle and losing the war here. Uh, 49ers, you know, we're not ready for the Saints. 49ers are done. I think we can stick a fork in them officially, but Drew Brees is going to miss – a fair amount of time here. He's got a collapsed lung. He's got broken ribs. He's got all kinds of issues here. And it seems like, at least as of this recording, Tyler, the people are a little hesitant in New Orleans to go and anoint a starting quarterback for the next couple of weeks. What does this mean for you here? Not only with the Saints, but also with these two quarterbacks, with Winston and with uh, Taysom Hill, if indeed one of these guys or a split is going to be how they run this. It's real interesting, right? Especially because next week we're going up against Atlanta. Right. So you have one of the best matchups. Um, but yeah, I I think there has to be some sort of split, right? Taysom Hill already was coming in the red zone a lot. So right. that may continue, maybe, you know, up his percentage of uh, snaps there and see what they have there. Well, Taysom Hill still qualifies on FanDuel a tight end for 4,500. So... I, I, I said it last week and I did I said it with seriousness because I had him in a in a couple of lineups and I'm gonna have him this week too because if he's gonna touch the football more, Tyler, I mean at forty five hundred as a free square tight end, I don't know. I feel like you could do worse. Like there's touchdown equity there. Absolutely. Also, uh to note that for a lot of the uh season long leagues, you can get him at tight end. Right. Yeah. And I heard ESPN's now making quarterback eligible, so Lots of wacky things going on there. Um, Tom Brady got his revenge on the Carolina Panthers, took it out on the Panthers and uh, spread the ball all over the place. And had he not lost two games to the New Orleans Saints, maybe Tom Brady would be in the a little bit more disgust in the MVP voting. But I think those two games kind of are, you know, black marks basically on them. Uh, you had a squeaker there with the Lions in Washington. Well, the Lions actually held on to a game, believe it or not. Couldn't believe that. The Eagles got healthy, but it didn't matter because those pesky Giants who are cover machines, and Bogman and I talk about this every single Friday, and sure enough, they covered again. And and I know Zach Ertz now is going to – they're going to have more toys. They're going to have Zach Ertz hopefully coming soon. And I guess here's the question. Does it matter, Tyler? Like, can the Eagles have full strength, and does it matter? Because at the end of the day, the offensive line's terrible, and Wentz has played just awful football and totally regressed from where he was two years ago. I, well, I mean, bottom line is their division's terrible. <laughs> well, so, <this> is true. <laughs> six wins, seven wins could take the division. Oh, so, six, six win playoff team. Let that sink in for a second, Tyler. Six yeah. wins are going to get you in the playoffs. Oh, 2020 sucks. I, whoever faces them in the playoffs should just get a bye. Game shouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, don't make them play. That doesn't. You're right. You're probably onto something. If you end up playing, whoever wins the NFC East should just like get a trophy for participating, 
and then just not play the game. There's, there's no reason. It's just <laughs> unless it's the Giants, in which case cover. Just just bet on the Giants side of the thing cover, <laughs> in which case they will because that's what they do. Uh, Packers and Jags. Look, this one, the, the Jaguars hung in this a little longer than the Packers should have let them, which is a little annoying. But at the end of the day, the Packers got it done. Uh, the Chargers continue to just fall off defensively. I mean, Anthony Lynn's going to have to answer for this. But look, it's a fifth straight win for the Dolphins, getting it done again on special teams. Uh, Salvin Ahmed. Um, look, uh, I'm a big football guy, bigger than most. I had no idea who this guy was, Tyler. I mean, at a certain point, I think we look up and we just throw our hands up and go, okay. I mean, Alex Collins, Salvin Ahmed, and uh, Alfred Morris all played on Sunday. Let that let that kind of simmer for you too. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I mean, sports, I've rendered man. you speechless. I understand because what can you say about those three guys? <laughs> like, where'd that come from? Totally. <laughs> I, I knew there was something up when I saw Howard was inactive mm-hmm. on uh, on Sunday, but I did not expect that out of Ahmed. Um, other thing to note is Tua, three and zero, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. Yeah, not prolific, but certainly um, efficient, I guess, is the best way to put it so far. I was totally against the benching of Fitzmagic. And, uh, you know, Miami's uh, proving me wrong, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I was all four, and uh, I still was skeptical. Like I said, okay, especially at that first game. But, you know, they didn't need Tua to do too much. But, um, look, it's it's working, and this is the future for the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are – Right there, they're in the hunt for playoffs, and so are the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Oakland, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they pounded on the Broncos. Uh, it's not too surprising. Josh Jacobs had a good game in this one. A bad game for Russell Wilson, though. Uh, you know, seven turnovers in the last two games. You know, Seahawks. I mean, we always make fun of them and we target them, obviously. You know, because the defense has been so bad. But at a certain point now, I feel like it's taking its toll on Russell Wilson. I think the injuries to the run game are taking its toll on Russell Wilson. I feel like everything's kind of going the wrong direction. And now they got a short week here, which is either the best thing in the world or it could be their death now. I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are as we approach this because the Seahawks kind of feel like they are hit a rut. And do you think that Wilson can just carry them out of it? Or do you think that this is just the accumulation of bad defense, no run game, and Russell Wilson just having too much on his shoulders to overcome? Well, I think some teams are just, figuring out defense against Seattle like if you look you know they had Ramsey shadowing uh Metcalf all game and then Mm -hmm. there's two or three guys on Lockett so without those two where's Wilson gonna go yeah it's a good point I mean it's not like the tight ends do much there and Moore's good for that one off this is kind of tough like it's it's a weird spot and look not every team has Ramsey that can stop a guy and I'll take the heat on this one. I was wrong. I was wrong. I thought that Ramsey would give up one or two big plays there. And there were moments where DK was open, but Russ could not find him. Um, Joe Burrow and the Bengals could not find the field uh, against the Steelers. They got blown out. They were just outclassed in that game. But T. Higgins was still good. Deontay Johnson, one of our favorites from Thursday show, was good. So that's a positive. Um, and look, the last couple here with the primetime games, the Pats and the Ravens, you know, the the Patriots should run the football and play defense. That's all they're capable of doing. And when they can do that effectively, they can be competitive in games. And they're going to have a lot of chance to do that this week against the Texans. We'll get to them in a second. And uh, the Vikings continue to be that thing. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to can't wait. I cannot wait for Thursday and Friday, Tyler, 
where I get to rub it in Bogman's face against the Vikings because I keep telling you, they've got this cushy schedule. They're in control of their own destiny. They play mm-hmm. the Bears twice. They had to play Green Bay. They beat Green Bay. They have to play the Lions twice. They basically get to go three and one against the Bears and Lions. They're already two and zero oh against them. Then they got Dallas, they got Jacksonville, and they got Carolina the next couple of games. Forget it. It's in the driver's seat. Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook are in the driver's seat. I love it. Uh, and I just think they're going to backdoor their way into a playoff spot. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what went right and wrong. Uh, I was right about Kareem Hunt and Chubb, even though the weather was bad. Both these guys were good. Just like McCaffrey two weeks ago, if a guy's back, play him in DFS. You don't know when he's going to come back again. Look at CMC. Take your shot, right? Shoot your shot, baby. Kareem Hunt and Chubb both had 100 yards rushing in that game. Kyler Murray was very good. Kirk was a disappointment, unfortunately. Deontay Johnson was not. He was very good. T. Higgins was very good, too. But here we go again. Tyler, the winning lineup on FanDuel. Josh Allen, very chalky. Josh Jacobs, very chalky. Claypool, Diggs, Beasley, Hunter Henry, Kamara, and the Raiders. What was the one-off? It was probably DeAndre Swift at 6% rostered. And that's all it takes. I, I think we we kind of drive this into the ground, and you know, because they make you listen to all of the shows here uh, over at Line Star. Yeah, that's like your job. You're like you are tied to a chair, and you have to listen to me and Bogman for hours and hours. But we say it every week: to win these tournaments, to win the big money, you don't have to necessarily have these strange lineups. You just have to have something like Hunter Henry, who's you know three percent owned, or Cole Beasley, who was just two and a half percent owned. But Cole Beasley is a guy who's been a target machine lately. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, DeAndre Swift, that news came out this morning that he, or that morning that he was going to start over AP. So you expect a little bump in usage, you know, a few more snaps and, you know, that play just hit. Yeah. And, and let me tell you, man, I hope I hope that this is a sign of things to come here <laughs> for him, because that's I mean, DeAndre Swift to me is that guy that. His draft stock did not move. In fact, it actually got worse, whereas Clyde Edwards-Lair ended up being a, a first-round pick, which I thought was nuts. And I'll you know go to my grave on that one. And Jonathan Taylor's helium was through the roof. And there's DeAndre Swift, especially when AP showed up there. His ADP didn't move. And, and I don't understand. Like, he becomes a good investment. If anything, it got suppressed a little bit. Over on DraftKings, guess what? Similar suspects. Deontay Johnson, Josh Jacobs, Alvin Kamara, Kyla Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. Sound familiar? This was the winning of the million dollars over there. Cole Beasley, sound familiar? And then you get Logan Thomas and Josh Reynolds, who Bogman talked about quite a bit on the podcast, and that's why you listen. So make sure you subscribe to the pre-snap, and that's how you get uh, all your information there from us on Thursday's DFS show, Friday for the wagering, and here every Tuesday for the recap. So are you ready to hot take, Tyler? You got your uh, your hot take uh, gloves on? Absolutely. Let's go with it. All right. It's week 11, so let's do it. Let's start here. We already talked a little bit about the Thursday game, but hey, let's do it some more. Uh, the number is 57 and a half, over under for the Seahawks Cardinals. <laughs> oh, we're going over. <laughs> all right, all right, uh, 63, over under for the Seahawks Cardinals. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's not so bad. I mean, one's averaging 30 points a game and the other's giving up 34. Well, it's kind of right at the number. <laughs> totally. I I don't know if I can take 63, though. That's how <laughs> All right, well, we'll make it. <laughs> Luckily, 57 and a half is the actual number, and I'm just uh, breaking your chops. But uh, look, I'll I'll put you to it just for fun. I think Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, I think they might be like the New Orleans version. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're they're New Orleans to the the Buccaneers, where there's just like some teams that just own you for some reason. I don't know. I just – 
that Seattle defense is just so bad. And Kyler and, and the company is it's very dangerous to let a team this talented and quick start to believe in itself because I feel like they are. And and the Cardinals D isn't great, but man, they make big plays. Like they they are opportunistic, especially in that secondary. They are absolutely. Uh, there is one thing to note, though, that Seattle could be getting some pieces back on their defense. Jamal Adams could be kept coming back. Uh, Snacks Harrison, you know, came back. Right. Well, Adams uh, was actually back this week, and here's here's the here's the sad part about this. He leads the team in sacks with five and a half. Like that's <laughs> there you go. That's all you need to know about the Seattle defense. That a safety leads the team in sacks, and he has what? How many weeks does he miss? Four. Yeah. Oh, it's just crazy. All right, let's move on here to the uh, Bengals at Washington. Um, I would expect Joe Burrow to, to have a better showing in this one. T. Higgins has been so consistent. I, I think he is an absolute cash game smash. I want all the T. Higgins this week. Uh, what did you think about that Washington run game? I know Detroit's terrible against the run, but were you impressed at all enough to maybe take a double dip here against the Bengals this week? Uh, I actually like this game for the main slate. I think uh, both teams play at a little bit of a higher pace Mm -hmm. and uh, on the main slate without, you know, as we talked pre-show, we uh, don't have Seattle. We don't have Arizona. We don't have uh, Buffalo. We don't have Tampa Bay. We don't have the Rams. So we're a little struggling, you know, to find those high scoring games. And I think this one could be an over on 46. Yeah. I I definitely see this uh, with that kind of potential too. And, the Saints game with the Falcons up next is another fascinating one because, you know, Winston, certainly from a fantasy standpoint, is interesting. I just want to make sure that he's the guy, and I think that unknown really starts to worry me. Now, I'm not undecided about Kamara in this game. I would pay up for Kamara this week just like I paid up for him last week. There are so few running backs that make a difference. There's so few top-tier guys that you have to kind of go all in when you have one or two. And and two weeks ago, with CMC and Kamara in the winning lineups everywhere. So if you had those two guys, you have enough value wide receiver with guys like Higgins and Deontay Johnson that you can make it work. Uh, what do you think about the Falcons on the other side of this who have played much better recently? I don't know at this point if we're going to have Ridley back, but at least it seems like the Falcons have gotten back on track since they got rid of Dan Quinn. Yeah, I, I think that without Breeze, they're going to keep it competitive. They've kept every game competitive. Yeah. Uh, so I'm definitely interested. I would be more interested if Ridley come is there. Yeah, me too. I have all the <laughs> Calvin Ridley shares. Please, Calvin, get healthy. For the love of God, I need you back in a lot of those leagues. I need you so bad. I need you so bad. Um, Steelers at Jaguars. Um, uh, look, this, this certainly seems like another game where the Steelers are just in a different class than the Jags. But uh, James Robinson, you know, that he's like the little engine that could this year, that guy. Or would you still think there's any contrarian love here with Robinson or any other Jags? Uh, I do like some Jags, especially if Chenault is still out. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Chris Conley and Keelan Cole, as far as mm-hmm. value plays, I love both of them. You know, Jags are probably going to be throwing a lot. And again, Pittsburgh's a higher paced team, even though they have that good defense. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, Pats are going to see if they can literally keep running the ball all the way to Houston. They're going to take on <laughs> the Texans, which is Texans are God awful against the run. Just go look at last week. They gave up 200 yards to two guys. Um, but here's the thing. Like I, I'm in on Damian Harris this week. Who's going to be a good value. I'm not in on cam just because it's cam. and I can't get there right now, even though they are playing a little bit better, but um, what's your take on, yeah. What's your take on the, on the Texans uh, side of this game too? Because Look, outside of last week, and he can't put too much on that because of the weather impact. 
Deshaun's been really good. Fuller's been really good. I mean, the run game now being non-existent, I mean, is it just as easy as, you know, Fuller, Cooks, and Deshaun, and that's actually still pretty valuable? I mean, I think you got to take a shot with both those guys, or all three of those guys, really. Um, but it's going to be a slower-paced game. You know, the total's probably going to be a little lower. So I wouldn't be stacking them, but I would have a little piece. <laughs> a little side. Well, Tyler likes a little side piece. That's what he likes. A little side piece. Don't worry. We won't tell anybody. It's fine. Uh, Eagles and I, I guess all, all the toys against the Browns and the Browns just keep running and running and running. And this is going to be fascinating because Miles Garrett is played fantastic this year. The Eagles O-line is awful. I actually got to tell you, man, with the way Carson Wentz is playing, I think the Browns are like the sneaky defense of the week, bro. What do you think? It could be. That's uh, a pretty good <laughs> It doesn't take. feel like a hot take. I mean, three sacks, seven games in a row for Wentz. There, he's been a turnover machine. I don't know. Like, I know the Eagles have a lot of toys back and everyone's healthy, yay, but they it's not equating to good football. It, it really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what's their price? The Browns? Uh, I, I, it doesn't matter to me. I'll look right now, but I'll tell you right now, like, I can't imagine it being expensive. I will check for you right now. Cleveland Browns 3, are 40,000 on DraftKings. But yet they're 46 over on FanDuel. So, Ooh. so there you go. So you got to pay for them on FanDuel. So, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I think, I think that tells you something. I think they're being recognized as saying, Hey, <laughs> don't, don't dismiss this Browns team and this defense against the Eagles. Uh, you got the lions and Panthers, uh, Teddy Bridgewater's health uncertain for this one. So um, we're going to, we're going to kind of, punt on this one till we have some more information on Thursday. We'll break this one down for you when things are a little clearer, clearly a great matchup for Mike Davis on paper. We just want to have a little bit more time to dissect it. The Titans and Ravens, man, these are two teams for the playoffs last year. And these are two teams right now that stand at six and three, but is it just me or do both of these teams kind of feel like a lame six and three? Like it's just very, they keep losing to good teams and you look at where they are right now, and the Ravens are one of the worst teams in terms of passing yards. They have the third lowest in the league. The Titans special teams are a complete hot mess. It makes them very difficult to bet. So what's going to happen here with Ravens and Titans? Give me the hot take. Give me hot take, Tyler, on Titans-Ravens. Do you see one of these teams just blowing the other one out, or is this another nail-biter to the end? Unfortunately, I think this is a nail-biter to the end. You know, Baltimore doesn't get blown out, really. Uh, they keep games close. They slow the pace or pace of play, and uh, it's really going to come down to Derrick Henry versus the running game of Baltimore. Yeah, and look, the running game of Baltimore hasn't been great. Let's be no. honest; they've had a couple of good moments, but at this point, I don't know what you have to lose uh, by just letting Lamar just throw the ball downfield. Just take some shots. Let's get aggressive. Let's get nuts and and take some shots because the Titans' defense has given up big plays this year. They played better. Last Thursday, I want to give them credit because even though they lost, they did play much better defensively. And then all of a sudden that five-minute period where the bad pun followed by the missed field goal, followed by the interception, all that. This is the bad, bad five minutes of football cost them that game. But this is a tough one for me too, man. I struggle. And if I'm the Titans, I get back to Derrick Henry, 25 carries, and I try to support the defense that way and keep Lamar off the field. Uh, the winless Jets will take on the two-win Chargers. I know you're excited about this one, Tyler. Who wouldn't be? Uh, but are there some sneaky fun pieces in this one? Like uh, maybe this is the Herbert Keenan Allen continuing to roll against the Jets here. Perryman and, and Mims have shown 
you a little bit here with the Jets. What are your thoughts on uh, Chargers-Jets? Yeah, I mean, the Chargers have been giving up points, so the Jets could definitely have some sneaky pieces. Uh, Charger-wise, I would have to bet on the running game for them on this one, whoever is going to be starting. If Jackson's oh. back. Kalen Bellage. Oh, I, yeah. I just got, I just got a, a, a goosebumps up and down. Like I can't, I can't even, oh, it's chilling. I don't know what's scarier. Kalen Bellage or, or what's left in the, in some of these other backfields. Like, it's just crazy to me, like at where they're at right now. It It is, but I mean, Chargers should be able to win this game. You would and, think, uh, you know, they don't give up on the run. So. Well, I'm going to tell you Chargers, you know, it's it's just tough because Herbert's played so well, but at the same time, he's still got some rookie warts on him, and that defense just collapses at the end of games. It's just it's pathetic. And Anthony Lynn's a really good football coach, and I don't know what's going on there, and if it's a scheme issue, if it's a talent issue, or what's happening because it seems like they got good names on that defense, but they just don't come up with the big plays when they need to. Uh, unlike the Dolphins, who are six and three, taking on the three and six Broncos. Uh, from a DFS standpoint, I always struggle with this one, but I'll put this to you as the Dolphins defense, another defense this week to keep your eye on. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they get aggressive, they go after big plays and that's what you want to score points in DFS. Now they're even more expensive, by the way, that on FanDuel, they're 48, just to give you a little, uh, for instance there. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Like who, where are we right now where the Dolphins are the second most expensive defense behind the Steelers on Fandle this week. That is that is crazy. I mean, I think you can make the justification for paying the $200 more for the Steelers against Jacksonville, but still, just to be different, it's it's kind of fascinating how they're like right there. The Cowboys and Vikings, the uh, Vikings, they've won three in a row. Don't look now. Look at them Vikings. I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Cowboys. Dalton came back to practice today. I think it should be Gilbert personally. I mean, what's the point here? You might as well evaluate Gilbert a little bit, see what he is. I think he gives you the best chance to win. Um, and this should be a great game for, for Dalvin Cook, you would think. Jefferson had his fourth 100-yard game. Cowboys defense has been terrible, although they did play better two weeks ago against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They played a little that Bears 46, which was interesting, a little bit more pressure, closing up the gaps, at least worked for the first half. So do you think this is a uh, another win in a row here for the Vikings? And who do you think plays quarterback for the Cowboys? <laughs> I do think it's another win for the Vikings. Dallas can't just can't get anything going. No. Um, I think it's going to be Dalton, though. Oh, well, that's definitely a win for the Vikings. Let me tell you. I think <laughs> Gilbert is great, but I don't know, man. Like it just Gilbert at least made the ancillary pieces useful again. Like CD Lamb was useful again, and that's Maybe I'm just being selfish here, Tyler. I don't know. But um, do, do you think that's the right call, though? Like, if you're head coach of the Cowboys, do you think Dalton, go back to the veteran, is the right thing to do? Or do you take what you saw out of Gilbert and say, hey, let's let's give this guy another chance to see what happens? You know, I mean, at this point, the Cowboys should just be losing to get a better draft pick. <laughs> Are they in the East still? I mean, they're only a game out. The East, <laughs> but they're not going to do anything in the playoffs without Prescott. Right. It's true. This is true. Uh, Packers at Colts. Now, this is a fascinating one. This is the 425 game that I've got my eyes on because this feels like playoff football here. You know, you got one of the better teams in the AFC versus one of the better teams in the NFC. Colts defense, since Darius Leonard's come back, has played really well. You've seen uh, Michael Pittman start to emerge a little bit. 
Uh, I really like Pittman uh, even this week. I, I they desperately need somebody. He's just 55 on FanDuel. I think that's a sneaky play this week. Hines has played great. And, and I guess the big question is, MVS has been good the last two weeks, the two weeks before he was terrible. Is this just where we live? Is he a GPP guy? Or are we starting to see MVS and Marquez Valdez-Scantling? I mean, for those who don't know the cool nicknames, do you think that MVS is starting to emerge as that true number two guy? And that's why they did not make the trade at the deadline? Uh, no, I think he's a deep threat and he's a GPP play. When he hits, yeah. I hit big. He's like Will Fuller light, right? <laughs> like he's kind like, of, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Which is ironic because they tried to trade for the real Will Fuller and that didn't work <laughs> out. Yeah, like, no, no, right? we're good. We've got the low carb version, Will Fuller. Uh, we'll, we'll stick with MVS. He's the low, he's the Michelob Ultra of wide then, receivers. That's what he is. Have you heard if Lazard is coming back this week? Uh, there's still the rumors they're, they're mm-hmm. hoping. Um, but you know, we can, uh, I didn't think he would play again at all this year because core <laughs> muscle surgery is one of those things that like, I remember when Justin Verlander had it, he wasn't right for two years. Uh, I've seen other guts have the same surgery and it takes a long time. It is a serious surgery. When he get, when they said he's out indefinitely, I said, well, he's probably done for the year. And then they said, Oh, no, he's going to come back. And I said, okay, well, that's surprising because it's core muscle surgery. And that's not something usually you, you get. Uh, and then bounce back right away. But even if Lazard was back, I wouldn't touch him. Uh, I think you're right. It's the Packers. Hey, here's a question. Would you fade all the Packers against this Colts uh, defense? No. Okay. I I think you can absolutely attack the defense. Uh, they are good with Leonard being there. But I don't think they're what we thought they were in the beginning of the season. Yeah, I, I think that I would go – I would fade away from uh, Aaron Jones. That's where I, I would go more towards – the pairing of Adams and the pairing of Rogers together, then I wouldn't necessarily try for the full stack of any kind. I think that's just more or less where I would want to go there. Um, and then we've got the uh, primetime games. You've got the chiefs and Raiders. Hey, give the Raiders credit this year. They're winning games. They're supposed to win. Now they already beat the chiefs once. This is uh, the chiefs coming off a bye with Andy Reid, which is usually uh, pretty ugly. <laughs> if you go back and look historically. So uh, it's a good thing. The Raiders got it when they did. And then you got the Monday night game, the Rams at the Bucks. So what do you take out of the Bucks backfield now with Ronald Jones? He fumbled the ball. They went back to him and he rewarded them. Is it now his backfield? I know every week we ask this question. Is it now this guy's backfield? Is it Fortnite's backfield? Is it Ronald Jones? Like, is it Ronald Jones backfield? Finally, have we come to this decision at week 11 or does it just not matter? I think it's been his backfield. It's just they get behind. And because they get behind, they bring in their pass catching back, who happens to be Fournette. Yeah, I, I've been miserable with the Rams all year. They're six and three. Uh, I'm probably been wrong about them every single week. I just I cannot pick the Rams. They're like they're my New Orleans Saints. They're my kryptonite. Who are the Rams? This running back guy committee. Do you think this Aaron Donald and some decent enough quarterback play from golf is going to be enough at the end of the day, or do you think that they fall behind? the Seahawks and fall behind the Cardinals in this division eventually. I think, I mean, I think they're there. Their defense is much better than the Cardinals and the Seahawks, but their offense isn't quite as explosive. So they, to really do it, they're going to have to slow those games down and uh, make sure Seahawks or Cardinals can't put up 35 on them. Yeah. Sounds about right. All right. Uh, Tyler, tell us all what's going on at Line Star, what you guys got going on exciting over there, especially as 
you know, we're on the precipice of, you know, playoffs are not that far away and, and there's plenty of DFS left to play here. And also for a lot of people out there who may be just starting to, you know, check out of some of their season long leagues because things have not gone well because it's been 2020 and maybe thinking about playing some more uh, daily fantasy. How can Line Star kind of be a help to everybody? Line Star can be a help to everybody. It has, uh, you know, all the data data you need at your fingertips to research anything you need to. And uh, it's cheaper than all the competitors. Yeah, so there you go. Good advantage there. Good. So basically, it's better and cheaper, which I don't know if there's a more American thing you could possibly lay out there. I mean, look, a better and cheaper. God bless America. Tyler, (laughs) God bless you for filling in for Scott Bogman. Boggs and I will be back uh, on Thursday to break down the full DFS slate for you. We'll also be here next week with the holiday, too. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We'll have all those shows in the can, ready to go. So Thursday, if your family's annoying, you could turn on a DFS podcast and be in Bogman and tune everybody else out. If uh, somebody runs out of mashed potatoes or something like that or whatever, you just got to take a walk to cool off because you can't handle any of the political conversation, then it's fine. That's what we're here for you. So we'll be back. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere. Tyler, I really appreciate you filling in here and welcome aboard to the team and uh, good on you for helping me out today. I really appreciate you You sticking with me for this time. Absolutely, Joe. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> All right. And I want to thank Eric, too, uh, from Line Star, who uh, is the captain of our ship, who always keeps things going here. I've uh, been here for a couple of years now, and it's a great environment. And it starts at the top with uh, Big E, as I like to call him here. And I'm going to call him Big E now forever, now that I've just done that on air. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Linestar app, at Linestar NFL, at JoePizzaPia17. That'll do it for us. There's nothing left to do now, except down, set, win. You've been listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast brought to you by Linestar. Hit subscribe, drop a review, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizzapia and Scott Bogman.